Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast, and I'm going to jump right into it. Blaine said it best before we hit record, it is officially the regular season, and it is really time to get down to business. Week one of the NFL approaching rapidly. You'll hear this on the morning of the first NFL day. It's almost at this point in my life, and I'm sure it's the same for Johnny and Blaine, who joined me again on this beautiful Wednesday evening. This this day is better than Christmas Day. I mean, Christmas, the you know, I like being around family, but, you know, gifts don't, I mean, I, you know, totally grown up. Football is more important than Christmas Day, in my opinion. It's back officially. College football, what a weekend we had there. Five straight days of college football. Just an absolute tease getting us ready for this NFL weekend. Uh, before we get into the episode, boys, let's talk to you. We'll start with Johnny Rowe. Johnny, how you feeling, buddy? Feeling great, Chandler. You said that really well. Um, I could not be more excited for this weekend of NFL football. I, I, just, I love the sport of football. College football is awesome. Um, but there's just something amazing about the NFL, especially when your team is good, too. And so, uh, obviously, we expect high things from the Chiefs this year. We'll get into the entire slate and our thoughts, but I mean, just, you know, I've been looking forward to this conversation with y'all all all day. We just get to talk shop and um, I'm super pumped. Blaine, what about you, brother? What's up? I just have been looking at these lines or just looking at these games for weeks now that it's here. I'm just, I'm ready to explode. I mean, you got so many good storylines, Super Bowl champs with the possible Super Bowl champs of Thursday night, a lot of reunions like Baker and Cleveland and Flacco and the Ravens and division rivals. I mean, everywhere it's good everywhere. There's going to be so much fun. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And honestly, as the host of the show, I'm calling Nautable here. We were going to start the show off with a little bit of hard knocks, but honestly um, it's, it's over. Uh, You know, the lions, I don't know if you guys have anything you want to say. I mean, I, the, the episode was fine. It was a good episode. Good to see some of the guys at other teams uh, that you kind of, quote unquote, fell in love with throughout the show. But it was just, you know, I think it did actually a good job of of showing the cuts. I don't know that a lot of other hard knocks have been that in depth in terms of guys in there um, and what they were actually saying. But um, not much for me. Uh, Blaine, John, you guys got anything? Or do you want to just hop right into the slate? Yeah, I, it was good. I- all we got to say i enjoyed it but yeah let's do it so here's here's the schedule we got we're getting ready to jump into the week one slate we'll go over each game then we'll move to our chiefs cardinals uh in-depth breakdown and uh, we'll finish with johnny's final word final thought excuse me let's get into the slate uh as we noted already starts tomorrow evening on nbc in los angeles california buffalo bills will travel to take on the defending Super Bowl champs in the first game of the regular season. I think this is going to be a really great game. I cannot believe – I believe that Buffalo is favored on the road, which really shocks me. Um, I don't know why th- that Vegas is doubting the Rams, uh, in, that, in my opinion, on that. I feel like they deserve to be the favorites, even if it was just one point. But regardless, um, I think a lot of that has to do maybe with some of the Stafford offseason shoulder issues, but I fully expect him to play. He's fine. I think that's just a bunch of media buzz, and I don't really put a lot of stock into that. On the flip side, Buffalo, it's always tough to go East Coast, or yeah, East Coast to West Coast or vice versa, but week one shouldn't be much of a factor. You know me if you listen to this show. I really do put a little bit into that. I put a little bit into travel. I put a little bit into weather. 
Um, it really does make a difference, but the boys will be fired up tomorrow night no matter what. I look for this to be a great game. I could imagine this would be a walk-off field goal sort of game. Ex- excited to hear what you guys have uh, for me here. Blaine, we'll start with you, brother. Yeah, there's a ton to unload with this. I mean, injury-wise, Trey White out for the Bills. Um, Rams decently healthy, but no Van Jefferson. So those are, you know, your wide receiver cornerback combo. Both have a loss there. But just to go in, like the banner ceremony for the Rams um, coming in, the Super Bowl champs, and then you get the probable Super Bowl champs and the Bills who are dreaming and dreaming of it. There's just something about me that thinks if the Rams go up early, the Bills have so much pressure to be the favorite to, you know, everyone picking them in the offseason that they could fall on their face here. But um, this is a hell of a game, hell of a way to start. I think I'm going to go Rams, take the points for the Rams two and a half, but uh, it's a a great game. Blaine picking the Rams. Johnny, what's up? Yeah, um, the way I approached a lot of these games, I just kind of wrote down some some like things on the field that I'm going to be watching. Um, you know, I'm somebody who like who who gambles, but when it comes to like betting lines, it's really only on things I'm super convicted on, like when I'm physically betting them, although I've given my opinion on all the games, uh, what I would be betting. So like there's a few things in this game that I think are going to be pivotal, like matchup wise. One of one of those I think because Blaine said Tredavious White being out is huge. It's going to be Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson versus whatever defensive backs on the perimeter the Bills are going to be trotting out there. We all know that Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, and Jordan Poyer avoided an injury this offseason, but he's going to be out there. And as far as safeties are concerned, those are two really good safeties. And then corner is something without Tredavious White that's still a bit of a mystery for this Bills team. They did draft uh, Kyer Elam out of Florida video surfaced that I think that they wanted McDuffie and the the Chiefs went up and and took him in front of them so I'm very curious to see Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson uh, versus those cornerbacks another thing that I'm looking at um, is Aaron Donald versus the Bills offensive line Um, so that's that's something that I think is going to be really fun to watch the entire game obviously Aaron Donald is a beast and is super fired up but you know, he had some off-field stuff, getting in a fight in a training camp scrimmage. So that's something to watch. And then just the third thing, I mean, of course, there's multiple things, but the third really important thing that I think um, is going to be the linebackers on the Rams defense and how they're going to be able to contain Allen when he runs. And I think that, that that's something that's going to be really, really big for this game. I'll finish up my thoughts here with this is that uh, Blaine mentioned the pressure on the Bills. I think that's a great point. And I think it goes like it goes beyond a lot of things just in this season. Keep in mind, you know, this this team's had a lot of hype around them. The Bills are a starving fan base and a really good one at that. But two years in a row, they've get they've gotten knocked out by Kansas City last year in absolutely heartbreaking fashion. And keep in mind this is a fan base that at one point lost four straight Super Bowls. So there's a lot of urgency in this Bills team. And I'm actually, I I hate this line. Everyone's talking about how this is a a line that makes no sense. And I'm going to go with it because everyone's going to want to take the Rams. I'm going to take the Bills minus two and a half here. um, Although I don't love that. Wow. You know, I've actually seen a lot of people taking Bills. Like around the league, I really have. And Johnny, on your point, love the Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald versus the Bills last year in the two games. 91.6 passer rush rating, seven pressures, and two sacks. 
played great against the Bills in the last few years. So when you look at that Cody Ford, Ryan Bates, Roger Saffold in that Bills guard interior offensive line, that's a real question uh, and great point. Sean McVay, 5-0 and in season openers as a Rams head coach. Wow. 5-0? and 5-0. and 5-0 and against a spread as well. Wow. Great that's stat. A, that's a great stat, Blaine. Well done. I'm glad we have you on the show. Von um, Miller revenge game, too. Think about that. Think about that. Yeah, but that's against your argument, right? Yeah, but it's a fun storyline, too. <laughs> yeah, true, true. It is a great storyline. Vaughn Miller <laughs> headed back to where he just won a Super Bowl. Now, do they do anything before the game with Vaughn? Do they, like, bring him out with the Rams? That's going to be so weird, getting a gotta ring be, and playing for the gotta other team. It's got to be really weird. It's got to be really weird. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great game. I'll give my final prediction. I'm going to take the Rams um, just because I don't want Buffalo to win. Moving on to Sunday, September 11th, 2022, the first real full slate of the NFL. It's great to just say out loud. I wanted to get it off my chest. Also, I wanted to mention in the intro, but didn't. This is such an important podcast episode. I even cracked a bottle of Crown, and I'm having a nice Crown Peach and Sprite. So Nice. You, you know it's the regular season when the Crown comes out. Blaine looks like he's got a drink on, too. The boys are buzzing this evening. Let's move into the noon slate here. New Orleans at Atlanta, an NFC South battle in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, shout out to my guy, John Seabay. I guarantee you he's uh, in Atlanta this weekend. But um, I don't know that we. I'm going to spend much time on this game. I see the Saints rolling. Um, I saw today that Chris Olave was, was – uh, it came out on their depth chart that he's the fifth wide receiver. If they've got four better receivers than him, good Lord, watch out for this offense. And we thought we've mentioned this on this show. And I even think in the NFC South episode, where is Kamara falling within the national media? It makes right. no sense. He's on this team. Um, he's falling in fantasy drafts. The whole works. I don't get it. I see new Orleans winning by double digits in this one. Johnny, you're up. Yeah. An interesting one. Um, to, to bet on here. Um, good point about Kamara. I, I noticed that too. He had this off field stuff around the pro bowl that happened. Apparently there was a big yeah. altercation and a fight. Uh, here's how this stuff works in the NFL. As long as a video doesn't come out, he's going to be fine. Like I, and you know, you go back to like the Kareem hunt incident. I guarantee you if the video didn't come out of him kicking the girl, this has nothing to do with, you know, right or wrong. It's obviously wrong, but when video surfaces, like it puts punishment in motion. Right. Yeah. So uh, Kamara, I think, is going to be fine as long as that video doesn't surface. As far as the injuries are concerned, two things I'm looking at. I'm curious to see how this Drake London kid is going to be uh, yeah. for Atlanta. He was a limited participant today in practice, but it was his first practice since August 12th. So uh, something to follow. So hopefully he plays this weekend. And then Michael Thomas was limited uh, today for uh, the Saints, but just good to see him out there. Um, and, and hopefully he lines up to one cool stat that I found on on Twitter was that the Falcons are seven and one in their history in season openers versus New Orleans. They've only lost one time in season openers to New Orleans, and that was in 2013 at New Orleans. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a great stat. Uh, and, and you know, I'm curious to see how Jameis does for, for the Saints. Dennis Allen, who has been with the organization, is their head coach, and he failed 
uh, last time pretty badly when he was was the Raiders head coach. Uh, only eight wins over over two years. So yeah, really curious. I'm curious to see how the the Falcons move the football. I think this offense might be bad. You know, this one might be one of the worst teams in. Uh, in the NFL, but, you know, they've got pits in London, so we'll see how they go. Uh, the pick that I'm going to go with here, um, I'm going to take Atlanta plus five and a half just because it's a division game at Atlanta, new quarterback for Jameis. I, I could be totally wrong there, but uh, that seven and one stat made me pick Atlanta five and a half. And then the over 42 and a half uh, might be something that you could get to. That's one of the lower uh, over-unders uh, for the weekend. So Atlanta plus five and a half and the over for me. Blaine? Falcons really have been the most surprising performing team in the preseason, but it's the preseason and they've probably played a lot of their starters and gave Marcus Mariota a chance to get confident, look good. So there are a lot of people taking Falcons plus five and a half. And I like that because of the division rivalry, I'm going to go Nola uh, favored here. You know, I, I just really, really love what they have offensively. Jameis, Thomas, Camara, Landry, Olave, as you guys talked about, it's a, I mean, the Saints have a chance to to make a run in the NFC this year, in my opinion, if they get going and get hot. Their D-line's really good again. Offensive line, a little bit iffy, but uh, I'm just really excited to see what they do with Dennis Allen. And, I, you know, when I'm looking at the Falcons, yes, they have some of those guys, but they could be the worst team in the NFL. And I don't want to be on the wrong side of this at the start of it. Not that the Falcons went 4-0 in the preseason, cause, or 3-0, whatever it is now, but the last team – or not the last team, but the Cleveland went 4-0 in the preseason before they went 0-16 in the regular season. So keep that in mind when you're looking to place these bets that the preseason is is not always the best gauge in terms of how they're going to be in week one. But say something nice about the Falcons from my perspective. It is a divisional rivalry, and I know that this one probably regionally gets the people really fired up. Um, so Atlanta can Atlanta – can, can catch them by surprise. I actually don't mind taking Atlanta plus five and a half, Johnny. That's a great point by yeah. you. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, the Windy City. San Francisco's hitting the road, having just re-signed Jimmy G after a weird offseason with those two. Re-signed to a backup role to go into Chicago. If Atlanta isn't going to be the worst team in the league, we I think we might have a consensus on this pod that Chicago could be that team. Um, I'm not going to say it just yet like Blaine did because you never know, but I don't have a lot of faith in the Chicago Bears team. On the flip side, what a tough, tough week one opponent. Good mm -hmm. defense, obviously. Um, excited to see what Trey Lance can do. Explosive offense. I Honestly, I think that San Francisco, San Francisco is going to line up and just try to bully their way to a victory here. Um, they're going to try to just out-muscle Chicago, which I think they're very capable of due to Chicago's lack of defensive line. Remember, Akeem Hicks, gone. So there's not a lot of talent on that Chicago Bears defense, in my opinion, outside of Roquan Smith. I think San Francisco goes in there and handles the business. Um, I think it can be a huge confidence boost for, uh, for Trey Lance. I think if he could have picked an opponent to play in his first like NFL start or you know opening the season – I think he might have picked this team. Johnny? Um, so, yeah, the Bears are – I think the Bears are unequivocally the worst team in the league. Um, and, and here's how I'm going to make the point. This is going to be – it pains me to say this because I know people who are Bears fans, people I really care about. Um, the left tackle who's going to start this game for the Bears is a gentleman named Braxton Jones. He's out of Southern Utah, and he was their fifth-round pick in this most recent draft. 
They're starting a rookie fifth rounder against Nick Bosa on Sunday. And Justin Fields is going to be running for his life. San Francisco, I think top to bottom is, yeah, one of the most talented teams in the entire league. Kyle Shanahan is going to draw up the most easy pitch and catch offense for Trey Lance here. And Elijah Mitchell might run the ball 30, 30 times. So yeah, uh, that, that they I are, completely agree with that. They're going to take no chances Sorry. here. And um, it's, it's pivotal for this team though. I mean, the long-term success is they got to get, Trey Lance going. There's a lot of buzz, uh, positive and negative. Uh, pr- probably more negative around Trey Lance this offseason than than positive. So um, they traded three first round picks. They got up to the third pick in the draft to take this guy, and um, yeah, they need to figure out if he's if he's for real or not. Uh, one injury thing. I don't know if you guys saw this. It popped up today that George Kittle was a DNP, did not practice today yep. uh, with a groin injury. Uh, just something to monitor. Maybe you know. If he's able to go, you know George is going to go. So, um, but definitely a pivotal piece in their passing game and 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 running game. So, um, with with all of that said, um, I just can't. And I, this number could be ten, and I think I would still take the the Forty ers here. So, um, I'll go with them. Yeah, young quarterback battle. You got to love seeing that early. It, it's 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 a lot better, in my opinion, whenever you get those guys instead of like a lopsided Rogers first Trey Lance in his first start. Like you want to use them in and have some fun and, and see some fun plays. Now San Francisco's defense is the best in the league, possibly when you top to bottom corner safety linebacker D line, it's so good. So, so good. Um, and, and I just think that there's no chance that the bears are going to overcome it point here that I want to make lose two tackles for the 49ers, but, they have elite guards, all pro guards. Johnny, great point in the fact that they're going to run the ball. Um, Chandler, I think you might have said it too, but Anthony Lynn, the new OC, he is known for developing running backs. They're going to run the ball right behind those guards. Make a guy like Quinn or, or Gibson or somebody in that D-line of the front of the Bears core to, to stop them, and they're not going to be able to. Not going to be able to. Um, remind me of what happened to Trent Williams. Nothing. No, he's there. It, it's, yeah, their left he, tackle, Trent Williams. He's, he's fine. Yeah, he's, okay. he's fine. Lincoln Tomlinson, no, and Alex Mack, gone. Got there you. Go. Okay, yeah. I was just making sure. I was making sure I didn't miss anything there. But, yep. yeah, I like that, Blaine. Um, my pick, did you make your pick, Blaine? You're going to take San Francisco, right? I think we're all, all going to take San Francisco. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, moving forward, new stadium name alert. Formerly Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati, now Paycor Stadium. Um, don't know what Paycor is, but Pittsburgh travels to Cincinnati, another divisional matchup. Three games we've talked about so far, two out of three huge divisional rivalries. Pittsburgh goes to Cincinnati. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky named the week one starter for Pittsburgh. I think that's kind of interesting. Um, in a weird way, I don't know why. I really don't, but like, I feel like I'm kind of rooting for him. Maybe just give him a second chance. I don't know why. It really has just been in the back of my head recently. Kind of want Pittsburgh to be good, um, just to kind of beat up on the Ravens and the Bengals. But if you're looking at this from a different perspective, I think the Bengals are the better team here. Their offense is better. Uh, obviously, we know about their quarterback, Joe Burrow. Everybody loves him. I hate him, but I actually do like him. He's just like Josh Allen. Um, I wish I. Wish I could like him, but I just can't. 
Um, Cincinnati offense, I think they look to explode here. I think they're honestly, their offensive line, very well improved over the offseason. I believe they signed three new interior guys. Um, I think they might try to run the ball a little bit too, get Joe Mixon involved. I think when people talk about this Bengals team, they forget that they have Joe Mixon. I mean, this guy is a good running back in this league. Um, look for them to get the run uh, established early so they can set up big plays and pass plays so they're awesome receivers. Um, the more I talk out loud about Cincinnati, the more I kind of like, oh, shit, I for- kind of forget about Cincinnati sometimes. Um, I- I'm taking Cincinnati here. Blaine, I think you're first. Yeah, I've been talking about this game for a few weeks, really kind of for a few months when we talked to Evans, you know, I'm taking Pittsburgh plus six and a half. Oh, I think yeah. this is a this is a game you want to watch. It's going to be close. These guys beat up on each other. I, I mean, Cameron Hay- Hayward, Alex Highsmith, T.J. Watt, Larry Open, Joby, revenge game for him. He had seven sacks last year for Cincy, goes to Pittsburgh. That Pittsburgh front is ridiculous. Plus, you add Miles Jack, Devin Bush, and then – you can you look on the other side of the ball, Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Fryermuth. I mean, there's no slouch in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's notoriously good early. They beat Buffalo last year, week one. I just don't see how this game's going to be a blowout at any point. And I like Pittsburgh in a close one. Give me six and a half. That's a lot of points in the NFL. You got to say, though, that the a slouch on Pittsburgh is the quarterback. I mean, you're not, you can't. Oh, absolutely. Getting, absolutely. If, if, he can't, if he can't get the ball around the yard, I think Pittsburgh's in real trouble because they're not going to be able to run the ball. I mean, we talked about it at, at length that their offensive line just isn't that good. I, I know that Najee Harris is going to get the volume, and that's why his fantasy stock's risen. But I just don't know, outside of the passing game, I just don't know how much he's going to be able to run the ball. I really don't. Yeah, I, I'd say I look at it, too, on the other side. I think the Steelers can stop Joe Mixon, and with that new Bengals offensive line, maybe they have a little bit of trouble. Brand yeah. new brand new team, brand new core. We'll, we'll see what happens. I can have, Yeah, I definitely agree. Johnny, sorry. No apology necessary. This is amazing. I need this information, and <laughs> uh, I hear both I hear both sides of this. And um, just to, I'll just get mine out of the way and then get into the why. This is a prime candidate game that I would want to tease in Pittsburgh's favor. I think Blaine's point about six and a half in an you know AFC North slobber knocker of a, a <laughs> fucking game is just like it's just a lot of points. And so to me, I'd want to kind of look throughout the rest of the slate, and I have. I'll, I'll bring it up later, but. I try to find like a two or three game teaser to where I can manipulate, manipulate these lines a little bit, maybe get this Pittsburgh game up to like, a, maybe, a, you know, something like 10 or something. And then I would absolutely love that. But, but even here at six and a half, I'm, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh here. Um, one thing to really monitor uh, the Bengals notorious for not spending a bunch of money in the off season, of course, have revamped, revamped their offensive line. Uh, they brought in Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, and Ted Karras, uh, guys who have I, – I don't know if they're like the most amazing linemen, but they're certainly uh, you know guys who are good enough. And so uh, – I, 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 but I think at the same time, I think T.J. Watt's going to have his way with them. So it's just a matter of can Pittsburgh put enough points on the board to keep this game close because Cincinnati's going to get theirs at some point. And so that's why um, I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus six and a half. But in, in real life, I, I would tease this game. Lyle Collins versus TJ Watt week one and in a North matchup is so sick. That's going to be yeah. such an awesome matchup, such an awesome matchup. 
Yeah, and in Dallas, Lyell was the right tackle. So he's flipping over to left, um, I'm assuming, right? I Jonah see. Williams is their left see. tackle, guys. So so it's it goes like this. Jonah Williams, Alabama, first-round pick. Um, and then they're going to have like a left guard, uh, whoever's going to be the best player there, names that pro- people probably wouldn't know. And then it goes Karis Kappa Collins. Okay, so, so Collins that- is staying on that right side. That right side is, I mean, it's good. There are good players, significant upgrades over last year. Um, but, you know, T.J. Watt's the defensive player of the year, so he's going to get his. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'll be, that, I like what Blaine said. That's a definite tune-in at noon for that, – that, that could have some fireworks behind it. Let's go to Hard Knocks land. Uh, we're moving to Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. First time uh, – it's been sold out. I saw today sold out with standing room tickets available since first time since 2019 in Detroit. The buzz is real behind this team. I think Hard Knocks has a lot to do with that. They welcome the Philadelphia Eagles to town, who people are really high on. Um, I think this game at noon has a weird like draw to it. I want to see this game. I want to see this Detroit Lions team. Um, and like I mentioned just a second ago, I think Hard Knocks has a lot to do with it because I normally would not care about Detroit or really Philadelphia, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to see Jordan Davis play for Philadelphia. I'm excited to see what Jalen Hurts can do. And of course, I'm I'm excited to see what, what the Lions and Jared Goff can do on the other side. Did you saw today on Twitter or on social media that guy that drafted Amun Sah. Amun Ross St. Brown. Um, that was just so stupid. I can't believe people do that about fantasy football. Like, do you really think that any of those guys care? Like, it's one thing to text your buddies or your group chat, like, you know, your fantasy group chat, and be like, dude, what the hell? But, like, actually sending them a message, that's just a joke of a human being to do that. Sorry, I'm off my soapbox. Back to the game. <laughs> I don't know what the line is for this, but I think you've got to take Detroit in this because I guarantee I I would almost bet that Philadelphia would be favored in this game. Yep. Uh, Detroit for me, the stars are kind of aligning here. I'm taking Detroit. I think it's you, Johnny. Yeah, it's a weird line. It's four Eagles minus four over under forty eight and a half. Um, so this is just a game like I would I I just would not bet. I just yeah. think that it's just a strange, it's just a strange game. Um, a few things to to monitor here: two great defensive linemen, Derek Barnett and Javon Hargrave, for the Eagles were limited in practice today. Uh, again, like this stuff matters, uh, but I, I expect with it to be Week One, they're just being ultra cautious, and and those guys uh, will be good to go. Um, I I think after watching Hard Knocks, guys, I was in on the Lions before. And I think I'm out now. I really do. <laughs> I think uh, I think I'm. I think after watching them for five weeks, I just still don't think that they are top to bottom very talented. And I think that this defense in Detroit, actually outside, you know, outside of Aiden Hutchinson, I think it might be really bad. I think Detroit's going to have a hard time stopping people. The Eagles figured out their approach last year. And that's just to run the shit out of the football. And, and they're going to do that again. Miles Sanders was a full participant in practice day after missing some time. Then they had a guy, you know, of course, like uh, yeah, they, they had a guy like uh, A.J. Brown. And it's the second year for Devonta Smith. I don't know. I just – I don't – four is gross. But I'm going to take Philadelphia minus four here. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, Lions fans. I just – I. I think it's just – I think it's just it's just not this year for you guys. 
before Blaine goes, that's a phenomenal point about the defensive uh, unit for the Detroit Lions. In terms of their defensive line, they only showed Aiden Hutchinson. I don't yeah. know that they showed a single other defensive lineman at all. I uh, couldn't name you another one of them. And I'm, I mean, we're obsessed with this league, guys. I mean, I, I'd have to Google it. I couldn't name you another defensive lineman. Yeah. So, <laughs> Blaine? No, I. That's a point you made. They ran the shit out of the ball. Philly won 44 to six last year and ran the shit out of the ball. I mean, they ran for 236 on Detroit and you're watching hard knocks and Malcolm Rodriguez is now the starting linebacker, a rookie. And they're trying to rebuild that defense against a team that's already proven they can shove it down their throat. And Philly has the best offensive line in the league, um, arguably at least top three for sure. I wanted everything to do with Detroit as well. That sold-out crowd makes me just – I'm not going to bet this game just because of that sold-out crowd and what that atmosphere could change in, in this game. Yeah. But if I – you know, gun to the head, I'm taking Philly. Um, I'm taking the four, but I, I'm staying away from this one. Yeah, I think the consensus here um, is stay away from this game because I really – I can see a lot of different scenarios happening. Um, real quick before we move on, though, boys, are we – what what's the uh what's our stance on Philadelphia? Are we in? We out? I I kind of tend to lean in. Um, yeah, I just, please. I need, I need Jalen Hurts to prove it though. Yeah, same here. But guys, like I, I it, my biggest screw up um of this podcast uh it's not how hard I was on David Blau, who's a nice man. Uh, <laughs> it is it is the fact that I put the Commanders in the playoffs, and you guys convinced me. I. I was not going to do that on the podcast before we went through it. And with all due respect to you guys, you guys know I really respect your opinion. I I just – I think we're wrong on the commanders. And um, I should have put the Eagles in the playoffs. I don't – you know, I, I think Eagles in – my, in my opinion, the Eagles, like, best outcome this year is, like, they, they make the playoffs, they win a wild card game, um, and, then, and then they get bounced in the next round. But my confidence in Dallas – has gotten way lower, yeah. especially with Tyron Smith being out. We'll get to that. The commanders, of course, you know, I've just said my, my confidence has gone down. I think the Giants are going to be terrible again. And the Eagles could just be the team that wins this division. And so, Blaine, you go. Yeah, I keep it short. I just – C.J. Gardner-Johnson and James Bradbury have been added since we talked about this division. So it's hard to be like, well, we were wrong. Well, the Eagles have gotten better recently. Uh, those are two starters on their secondary. That was a weakness of theirs. So I still, I, I'm still not bought in on Philly. No, let me see it, Jalen Hurts. I, I love him having AJ Brown to throw to, but let me see it. Fuck, I'll, I'll stay away from him. Yep, I agree. Moving to South Beach, this is another amazing noon game. A lot of good noon games so far. We're like halfway through. New England goes to Miami. Um, I think the uh, the obvious storyline here is what's Miami's offense going to look like, obviously with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, and Tua, and new coach Mike McDaniel, right? Mike McDaniel? Yeah, Mike McDaniel. Bingo. C- curious to see what Miami can do. Um, just going off last year, their defense is probably pretty solid, I'd imagine. Um, I-, I don't see them taking a step back there. I think it's all on the offensive side of the ball. If there's a player in the NFL with more pressure on him this year than Tua, I don't know who it is. Maybe Josh Allen, just because of his ex- expectations. But I think Josh Allen's proven that he deserves those expectation expectations. The the world is on Tua's shoulders um, in Miami, in my opinion. 
from a more of a national standpoint, I don't really think that, that Miami cares at all about the Dolphins unless they were good to go to the Super Bowl. But um, very curious to see there on the New England side. I just don't. I just don't get it. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't see what the direction that New England's going. Um, I think it's clear that Tom Brady won the divorce between him and Bill Belichick. I know Bill Belichick's the best coach in the in the NFL football, but I just don't see it from an offensive side of the ball for New England. I think their defense is older and slower. They lost J.C. Jackson. Obviously, they lost Stephon Gilmore a couple of years back. Um, they looked okay in the preseason, but I, I just don't see it here. They're going to have to run the football a ton, and they cannot get behind because I don't think that they have the weapons or the receivers to do anything to catch up from a double-digit deficit. Um, I am taking Miami here. I think Miami wins this game um, over New England. Johnny? Or is it Blaine? I think it's Blaine. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot bowl because this game is ridiculous for the last 10 years. I know that they're, these two teams are tremendously different. But Mike McDaniels versus Bill Belichick, a first-year guy in this division versus a 20-plus year guy in this division. Yeah. There's some about me that just think, this New England offseason has been so atrocious. Their preseason has been so bad. Hell, they went to Miami five days early. For what? Like that, for what? You're trying too much. But it's almost like everybody's saying such bad things about Belichick having no OC, going down there early, terrible preseason, that he's just sitting back in his chair, waiting to big dick the heck out of everybody in this division in this game that I don't want to – I don't I think he's going to blitz the heck out of Tua. I think he's going to make them throw it quick. They have the corners and Phillips, Duggar, Pepper, McCourty to at least hold on to Waddle and Hill before it gets too deep. I just don't know. I'm taking Miami if I were two, um, three and a half, but Belichick's going to make it tough, and I think he's going to blitz the heck out of Tua and, uh, and not let him have much. Okay. Uh, I this is a game that I call – there's like two games-ish per week that fall under this category. I call them like the game is – is it does it pass the wake-up test? What I classify as this is if I go to bed and wake up the next day, what is – like what is the worst scenario? If I were to bet New England in this game and wake up the next day um, and – and Miami wins, right? Well, then I can just hang my hat on. Well, look, I mean, I bet on Bill Belichick uh, and not Tua and Mike McDaniel. And, okay, tip my cap, I lost. Now, if I bet on Miami and New England wins and I wake up the next day and, you know, I'm hungover and I think to myself, I bet against Bill Belichick with real money against Tua? And having gone through the wake-up test of this game, I have got to bet New England here. Again, I'm, it's not exciting. Some weird stuff could happen here. But the track record, just for me, with real money, is what I'm going to go with until I'm proven by Mike McDaniel and Tua, uh, you know, another way. Um, this Belichick defense is going to be good. I mean, they might not have the pieces that they have had in the past, but they still have some good players on this defense. And I don't think Tua is very good. And I think that Bill knows that. And yes, I think Tua is going to get blitzed 
And uh, it's a long game, and Bill knows that. And he's going to make Tua try to beat him throughout the game. So a big matchup, I think, is Matthew Judon versus the new left tackle, Teron Armstead. I think that's going to be a really fun one-on-one matchup to watch. Um, and, and, we'll, and we'll see. This Miami defense is good, though, and I'm worried how New England's going to be able to score the ball. Uh, Matt Patricia was a, is a defensive mind, and Joe Judge is a, a special teams guy. And throughout the preseason, the two of them were taking turns calling dr- offensive drives. So yeah, in, a, in, in the second year of Mac Jones, a year where you'd like some continuity, uh, you're not going to get it because McDaniels is now in, in Las Vegas. And so it's Bill just brought in guys that he thought could, you know, he, he had a history with. So uh, a very, very interesting uh, matchup, but uh you know, I, I'm going to go with New England here. And in fact, I think I'm going to go with New England money line because you get it at plus 150. So, uh, yeah, New England. Whoa. Wow. I love it. New England uh, money line. I like it. I really do. I mean, I like what you guys said about Belichick. You know he's going to draw something up crazy for Tua. It really is, like I said, really at the end of the day, to sum up my, my take, it's all on Tua. Let's head back up the East Coast. We're going to go to the state of New Jersey, the Garden State, as they call it up there. Baltimore travels a few miles north to take on the New York Jets. Um, sort of an exciting offseason for the Jets. Uh, they drafted really well. Um, Zach Wilson did what he was doing. Uh, but t- hurt his MCL, had to get surgery out for this game. Flacco named the starter. Revenge game this weekend for Joe Flacco. Curious to see how that goes. If I'm being real, though, the attention's focused back over to Baltimore. Came out today, I believe, that Lamar said that his deadline to get a contract extension is Friday. Um, That's a very interesting time to announce that if you're Lamar. I I do think that that will play a little bit into it. Not much, though. I think they're going to get something taken care of. I think that Baltimore, top to bottom, is a much better football team. I think their defense is nasty. They show up. They make life tough for Flacco. I think the Ravens could win this by two scores, uh, definitely. Um, look for the Jets, though. They're a little improved, but I, I, I'm putting my eggs in Baltimore's basket here. Um, who's up here? <laughs> yeah, keep forgetting. I, I'm being bad. It doesn't matter. Whoever yeah. has something and wants to. Just go, Blaine. Just go, Blaine. I hate it. Yeah, fuck, might as well. Um, man, this game's awesome. 9-11 in New York. You said it best, the Flacco Ravens revenge game. I mean, come on. Flacco, you got to be good. You can be good. Like, he's got to come in there with the, with the chip on his shoulder. And So, I was just sitting back looking at this. Like, offensively, the Ravens stink offensively. Bateman, that's it. That's it. Mike Davis is probably going to be their starting running back right now because they got two guys out. I just, you know, and Lamar Jackson with what's going on there. Greg Roman is on a hot seat. They went from fourteen and two to twenty nineteen to eleven and five to eight and nine last year. I know the injuries, but they just seem to be getting worse in my opinion. And I don't want anything to do with the Ravens early with the running back lack of running back depth. Something about me wants to take the Jets here with Flacco I really like what they got going on um I mean Davis Moore Wilson Berrios Mims Flacco Brees Hall they they're just they have a better roster I feel like uh in a lot of places with young talent that could be 
a lot of fun to make some noise week one. So, bro, what are you a, doing? They don't have a better roster, but I'm just saying this game what is going to be a lot closer than you think it is. And I'm taking the Jets plus seven. <laughs> Ravens are oh, okay. overrated early. Lamar, a lot of turmoil. Just wait for it. For the listeners, I just went to use the restroom and muted my mic, but kept my AirPods in. So I heard everything that Blaine was just saying, and I nearly threw up in the toilet. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? Throw it to Mark Andrews 35 times a game and let Mike Davis, who is a notorious backup in this league, run it down your throat? Okay, come on. Like, the Jets got guys too. Johnny? All right, well, you – I'm glad you finally mentioned him because when you said that the offense playing uh, on Baltimore was, you know, bad, you you never mentioned Mark Andrews. I mean, that's like you can't mention the Chiefs offense without Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's just he's he's really damn good. So, uh, yeah, the running back thing's concerning. Um, Lamar came out earlier today, too, when he was talking about his contract stuff after their practice. Um, J.K. Dobbins was listed as a limited participant with that knee injury, and Lamar had a quote – that was saying that he's looking forward to seeing JK back out there in a couple weeks. So I don't know if he was like supposed to say that or not, but just hearing that uh, with as much, you know, as quiet as Baltimore has been with JK, just something like that leads me, leads me to believe that he's not going to play. Um, if Baltimore was playing, I, I think Baltimore is going to be good. Um, but if they were playing somebody else other than the jets and the line was seven, you know, I, I think I would be more inclined to take that. But with Joe Flacco and Robert Sala and some of these guys, like, I I, I, I just can't. I can't. The, the Ravens are going to win this game. And, um, you know, m- maybe the Jets can get some things going, but I just don't see it. I don't see it this week. Like, Baltimore's got – Baltimore's got some headhunters, and they're going to go after Joe Flacco. And if they just start hitting him, like, this, this, could, this could get ugly. One fantasy thing, though, that I wanted to talk about. We haven't talked much fantasy. Um, when Joe Flacco started last year, he had a really, really good connection with Elijah Moore. And uh, if you're trying to find some cheap DraftKings stack, or if you're trying to find some somebody that just to differentiate differentiate yourself, maybe for making daily fantasy lineups, um, I think Elijah Moore could 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 have a good game here. But I'm going to take Baltimore minus seven. Yeah, I mean, guys, I want to say one last thing. LaMarcus Joyner, Jordan Whitehead, Sauce Gardner, Quincy Williams, C.J. Mosley, Quan Alexander, Quinnen Williams, Solomon Thompson, Carl Lawson. Like, those are all starters on the Jets going down the line. Take the under. Take the under. I don't care if it's 30. Take the under. Wow. Take the under, boys boys and girls. You heard it here from our uh, resident correspondent, Blaine Wheeler. Take the under. Even if it's 30. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One more thing. Like, we like, – we have to talk about too. Like Lamar is the most dynamic runner of the football in the entire league. Like uh-huh. so, so like Lamar could rush for 120 yards this game too. But yeah, I, I like that undercall. It's going to be interesting. We're staying on the East Coast again. Still in the noon window. I cannot believe this. Jacksonville at Washington Commanders. Had you asked this podcast three months ago? No, not three months ago. Sorry, my timeline's off. Had you asked this uh, podcast two months ago, I believe we would say that Washington would win this maybe by three scores. I think our confidence in Washington has dwindled. Um, I'm still sticking with Washington here. Just don't know what I got from Jacksonville. Um, uh, Antonio Gibson, 
Speaking of fantasy, unfortunately, his stock has risen due to the shooting of Brian Robinson, which is sad, obviously. Um, kind of a messed up deal, but it is true. I'm um, looking for a fantasy guy. I think it's kind of like an Elijah Moore that Johnny just mentioned. If you're looking for a cheaper fantasy stack kind of guy, look for Gibson maybe. I like Washington in this game based solely on the opponent. If they were playing anybody else, I think even if they were playing the Jets, I'd take the Jets. Um, Washington seems to be just full of ineptness. I don't get it. Uh, Carson Wentz looked horrible in the game against the Chiefs. But sticking with Washington, um, curious to see what the boys have. Johnny, what's up? I'm taking Jacksonville money line here, plus 110. Um, wow. I have I have like I already said it. I have I have lost all confidence in Washington. Um I think you know it is preseason, but part of that was due to me being in attendance at Arrowhead in that preseason game. I just don't I just don't see it with Washington. Like it's just enough already with Carson Wentz. Yes, he did some good things last year in Indy, but we saw how it ultimately ended with them. And it's just like that that's just the guy that he is. And I do also think that it's strange, like the stuff just comes out about Wentz, like with with like lock like the locker room and like other players on the team. Like I don't know, like he maybe he's just not that likable of a guy or something. And um, I like Doug Peterson. Maybe some bias there from his time in Kansas City, but he's a Super Bowl champion. I think the the approach. I like Ron Rivera too, but I think just the offensive approach of Peterson is just more in line with today's game. Uh, than the defensive kind of run it approach with with Ron Rivera. I like Trevor Lawrence. I'm really excited to watch this game, guys, because I want to see a step from him. Curious to see how the connection is with him and, and and Christian Kirk. And you know, from a fantasy football perspective, we'll we'll stay with this. I'm I'm curious to see how they use Travis Etienne and James Robinson. And uh, Robinson's coming back from an Achilles injury. Um, he's not listed on the injury report. ETN did not play last year. Like I'm just, there's just a, with the urban Meyer stuff, like I am just much more curious to see what I'm going to get from Jacksonville. And, and to truth be told, like I started this with, I think they can go into Washington and win this game. And that's what I'm going to take. Yeah. Before Blaine, before you go, I want to make a good uh, point off of Johnny's point here. Trevor Lawrence's rookie season with urban Meyer, you heard about every single thing he was doing. And as a rookie, you're never going to do a lot of good things right off the start. He immediately was in the media. He immediately wasn't good in practice. Haven't heard a peep about him now that Doug Peterson, a competent head coach in this league, guy who's been there, done that in this league, has come in and completely flipped what he's he's doing with Trevor Lawrence. Very curious to see how that's going to happen. Sorry, Blaine, go ahead. No, you're good. I, that's a good point. I, I think Doug Peterson gives Trevor Lawrence a second chance with with that. Yeah. With what it's like, his he was bad last year, simply being put, but he gets a free pass. So we'll see what he does. And Carson Wentz kind of gets another pass, not a free pass because because of that. But you guys are, I think you're forgetting about Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas at Washington. Like those are two guys who haven't played all preseason. They're being precautionary tight end and the number two wide receiver, Jahan Dotson's going to be that third guy. At, I mean, they're still good. They're, I think they're still going to be really good. Antonio Gibson, obviously you hate what happened with Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson, excuse me. <sighs> Something about that shooting, like him getting shot, them coming in there at home. 
I'm taking Washington and the points. I think the Jags have too many pieces, new pieces. Like I like them, Kirk Jones, Ingram, and then Marvin Jones Jr. But I'm taking Washington. I'm taking Washington. Yeah, yeah, I will take Washington as well, minus two and a half. Um, it, it will be a good game. I like Johnny's point as well about him saying uh, with Tra- Travis Etienne and James Robinson because James Robinson, no slouch. Until he got before he got hurt, he was balling in the league. Absolutely, and he's um, probably going to see the majority. Uh, 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 from what I've heard, like he's going to come in there and he might see the majority of snaps. I think shout out Valley. Yeah, shout out Illinois State. I think I the way I see it, I think they're going to get Travis Etienne trying to get him going first. I think if they're both guys off injury, I think they're going to try to get Etienne going first because uh, they know more or less what they have with James Robinson. I don't think you rush him back. Not that they're rushing either one of them back, but I think you try to get Etienne going. He hasn't played football in a long time. So throw him that, the football. Throw yeah. him the ball out of the backfield and let's see how let's see how quick these linebackers are for for Washington. And I'm taking one find my final point. I don't know why all these points have popped in my head. Um Trevor Lawrence, and this sounds like I'm talking I'm, I'm pro Jacksonville, even though I just took Washington. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, college teammates. They know what each other can do. They have a connection. So that's another thing to keep your eye on. We are going to stay on the East Coast. Four games in a row on the East Coast in this noon spot. I love it. Cleveland travels out East to go to Carolina. The biggest revenge game possibly of the entire season happening in week one. Crazy that it worked out that way. Cleveland uh, obviously trading excuse me, Baker Mayfield to Carolina this offseason. Baker, where Baker won the starting job. He's been in the media already uh, a couple weeks ago talking about how he wants to kill Cleveland. Um, Rightfully so, I completely get it. But, dude, like, like you just got to learn from your mistakes, man. Like, you were doing that dumb shit in Cleveland, and it just doesn't work as a starting quarterback in this league. As much like guys like Colin Cowherd and Skip Bayless, and, and those national media guys talk about how buttoned up your quarterback needs to be, they are really right. I mean, the best quarterbacks in the league are not doing that stupid shit. Mm-hmm. I know that you didn't like the way you departed Cleveland. I know all of that, but this Cleveland defense is not. Bad. We talked about it in the AFC North. Um, we talked about it in the AFC North podcast, and I think that I think that some of these guys on defense might be really annoyed with Baker Mayfield from his time in Cleveland, and they have a chance to pin their ear back and go and hit this guy. I mean, have we forgotten that they have Miles Garrett? You ever heard of him? I think he has a. I think Baker has a huge target on his back, and if he doesn't play perfectly, give me Cleveland. I'm taking Cleveland in this game. Um, it might not be the the. It, it might sound crazy, but Cleveland, give it to me, Blaine. What do you think? Cleveland, give it to me. Pound the rock with Chubb and Hunt, and let the Cleveland defense do what they got to do. It's exactly what I had written down, and you said it, Chandler. I mean, they had a top five pass defense last year in Cleveland. Clowney, Garrett, getting after him. They're just. I don't want Baker in his emotions. I don't like it. Short, short playbook. With rule, he's only been there for a month or two, maybe not all the way in. I know McCaffrey could be really great. I know DJ Moore could be really great, but um, they lose Hassan Reddick at linebacker. You saw Jermaine Carter. Obviously, they they lost him. He played a lot, but he was more of a secondary guy, um, second team guy. But 
I, I just like Cleveland pounding the rock here and, and, and just kind of playing bully football and making Baker make dumb decisions. Yeah. Uh, three for three. You can get even money on Cleveland money, uh, money line plus a hundred. So, uh, I'm all over Cleveland here and, uh, I think Baker Mayfield is just such a little fuckboy idiot. Like, I just I, – ever since he grabbed his junk against my Kansas Jayhawks, um, <laughs> I've just not liked the guy. And I'm a Colin Cowherd enthusiast, and he didn't like him either. So, um, I, I, I'm totally about this. I do think he's an upgraded quarterback over Sam Darnold. I do think McCaffrey's going to have an amazing fantasy season as well as DJ Moore. However, um, let's – you know, na- can you guys name me some guys on the offensive line uh, for – the Panthers I mean they just drafted that rookie uh anyway I mean he'll probably be a good player but it, it, what I'm saying is is that Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney Clowney would did not practice today but I assume he'll play uh they're gonna have their ears pinned back Denzel Ward Grant Delpit uh like there are some really good players on this on this defense and they're gonna be all over Baker Mayfield they're gonna want to hit him hard and I just think with all things considered, you know, if, if you want to take Panthers minus one and a half, that's like putting on four condoms. That doesn't even sound fun. <laughs> uh, I, I think you should just take the money line here um, and, and have some fun with this. This is a game I'm definitely going to be locked into. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that really has a 95% to do with the storyline. Um, let's go to the state of Texas, the Lone Star State, Indianapolis. Uh Travels to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Um, another a, another uh, divisional rivalry. Um, I expect this game to be, you know, I, I expect this game to be a little more competitive than we might think. Um, I don't necessarily hate what Houston has done on offense. I mean, Davis Mills showed some flashes last year. Uh, excited to see what he can do this year. I like Brandon Cooks and fantasy, sticking with the fantasy train because he's about the only option. Um, and then obviously Damian Pierce too, who was uh, named running back one for the Houston Texans. I just think that the Colts um, too good of a roster, too fundamental. Um, they're going to line up and run the football. Jonathan Taylor, obviously. I'm curious to see what Matt Ryan can do with some of those receivers. I like Michael Pittman Jr. a lot. I think they're going to try to attack him and and both the air and the ground for sure. Um, and I think it's going to be a really balanced mix. That seems to be seems to be what Indy loves to do. I think they're just too much for Houston. Um, Houston is not going to be the worst team in the NFL this year, I don't think, but just not going to beat the Colts uh, week one. Johnny? The line is uh, is strange to me. The seven and a half, I don't, again, like these, these uh, interdivision games can get weird at the end and points can be covered like a bet that I would really like for this game. And I've, I've been trying to find some odds for it is like first player to score a touchdown in the game as a prop. And I would just want Jonathan Taylor. Like I think Jonathan Taylor is just, they're just going to feed him the rock. If you watched the in-season hard knocks last year, I mean, this organization is obsessed uh, with Jonathan Taylor. And so um, look, I, I, I don't think this game is that exciting in the grand scheme of things. You know, like it's, it's NFL football. I'd rather watch it than anything else. But um, if there's one game that I won't look at as closely, it's, it's probably this game. Um, and having said all of that, I'll just, I'll take the Colts minus seven and a half here, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Texans could, could be one of the worst teams uh, in the league. Uh, we'll see. Div- 
it's a big line for division rivals, but Indianapolis is just that much better. I'm not touching this game, but if I'm going to, I'm going Colts. And also, what do you guys think about Alec Pierce? So I open it up. Like he's their wide receiver two in Indy right now. I, I don't, they need some more firepower from Matt Ryan for Jonathan Taylor to be able to be what he can be. I, I really don't love that. And I, I loved Indy going into the year, but just like, man, I saw that today and I was like, dang. Makes makes me second guess Indy a little bit, just a little bit enough. Agreed. I agree with that. And I think that at the receiver position, the Colts are, they've got size, but they are just lacking like burner speed other than Paris Campbell. And I think that tells you all you need to know. If Pierce is listed as the number two, that's all you need to know about Paris Campbell. Hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, You know, he's probably their fastest receiver. But yeah, I mean, this team wants, this is why they brought Matt Ryan into, I mean, just more reliable than Carson Wentz. They want to run the shit out of the ball. They want to pound the rock. And they, like their one-two punch, yes, I think Pittman is good. I'm curious to see uh, how Pittman jives with with Matt Ryan. But like this team wants to heavily utilize Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. That's how they want to beat Jeff. Yeah. And they want to play to their strengths of their offensive line. And they want to get these guys behind uh, Quinn Nelson and just go. And so like the NFC, the AFC South is is just kind of gross. Um, but I just think the Colts are the Colts are the team. Yep, I agree. Um move up to the music city the new york football giants travel to take on the tennessee titans both teams so far this year on the podcast over the summer um got a lot of negativity giants rightfully so i think some some of the tennessee was a little bit maybe uh unwarranted but i could definitely see the point because the, the 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 leash on ryan Tannehill is short uh with malik willis's performance in the offseason i believe um, they obviously have Derrick Henry. This defense is still pretty damn good, though. Um, I uh, fully expect the Titans to win this game based on their opponent alone. Um, on the Giants' side, I I just don't I, – I don't get Daniel Jones. Um, I love Brian Daybold from his time in uh, Buffalo, but I just don't think that, that Daniel Allen – or <laughs> Daniel Jones and Josh Allen – are in the same stratosphere when it comes to quarterback and getting better. Um, I kind of like Kadarius Tony. I like, I kind of like, I kind of like Daniel Jones's weapons, but I just don't know that he has the capabilities of getting in the ball. Um, I think Tennessee rolls here, Blaine. I do too. I hate that Tennessee doesn't have Harold Landry, but their defense is still good. You know, you can't overlook their number one pass rusher is out for the season, but um I have questions about Derrick Henry, too. I know not necessarily this game, but how is he going to look? We talked about that a little bit last week and how him coming off that foot, that playoff game wasn't very good. I know he's going to get a lot of touches. Robert Woods, is Burks going to be okay? Like, Josh Gordon might legitimately be their two or three wide receiver, which is nuts to say. And with Brian Dable and what they're doing at New York, they got some speedsters. Daniel Jones sucks. You're right, Chandler. Um, but they're serviceable. I, I mean, they yeah. almost came to Arrowhead and won last year, and this could be a pretty good game just with that being said because I have no idea what Tennessee is going to look like offensively, none. So just too much question around this game, and I'll take Tennessee, but it, it's kind of intriguingly bad of a game. Yeah, briefly before Johnny goes here, uh point on that. Th- that was a 
bad Chiefs team when we played the Giants. True. That Very Chiefs true. team was really bad. They didn't they honestly didn't even deserve to win the game. The Giants should have won. Sorry, Johnny, I had to get that off my chest. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> no no apology. It plays into the point. Um see like I I it's just over with Daniel Jones. And it's it's obvious it's over because they ha- they declined his fifth year option. They spent the number six pick in the draft on him. Yes, it was a previous general manager, previous head coach, but the point remains the same. If your quarterback is in, is your if your quarterback's good, you're not you're you're not declining his option. I mean, they, they declined Trubisky's option in Chicago. Like that, that's what happens. And so, um, they, you know, they've got some some talented pieces in in New York. I I think Dable might get them on the right track, but it's just not this year. Um, I made my feelings very clear about Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee is very good. Uh, in fact, I think that they're going to miss the playoffs. Um, and I think Ryan Tannehill is, I mean, going to really feel the pressure, uh, like like Chandler was saying. Um, but 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 I think they're going to win this game, and I think they're going to cover the five and a half. If you wanted to get crazy, I just saw this. If you wanted to just like self sabotage and give yourself a hell of a sweat, uh, you can get New York Giants money line plus two oh five. Like you can get some really good odds there. I'm not going to take that. Um, something that you should monitor too is that. Uh, First-round pick Kayvon Thibodeau is battling a knee injury. He was limited, um, and so was Sterling Shepard. So we'll see. We'll we'll see if those guys can play. But yeah, I mean, I mean, D- Daniel Jones just isn't it. I mean, he's what's gonna uh, be the impingement to to this team. Like, if Daniel Jones has a great year, a great year with this team, like, what does that mean? They're 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 seven. They get seven wins. I mean, is that a great year for this team? So. Um, I'm I'm just out on the Giants, but uh, I'm not in on the Tennessee Titans by any means. Yep, love it. Uh, we are in the 325 slate, by the way. I forgot to mention that. This is our – that was our first game of the 325. Moving to the second game, we go up north to Minneapolis, Minnesota, which could be the best game of the day uh, from a non-biased perspective. Um, I have a feeling that this game right here could be heavily contested by us. Um, Green Bay Packers visit the Minnesota Vikings and an NFC North battle. I swear that I know that these teams obviously only play twice a year, but I swear these teams play four times a year. I really do. I swear they're <laughs> always playing each other. It seems like every time I turn around, Green Bay's playing Minnesota. Uh, but it's a very interesting game. Minnesota, a lot of offseason hype, a lot of people's dark horses in the NFC, and I get it. I see it on paper. I completely understand what the argument is. I completely understand where Blaine's uh, head's been. But what I can't understand is how they have so much confidence in this guy that plays quarterback for them, Kirk Cousins. I don't get it. Um, I think Green Bay's defense is insanely underrated. I think that they have guys on that team that are really good at football. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still have Aaron Rodgers. I, 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 as much, you know, and I think that with him losing in the playoffs to San Francisco, his offseason has been not as um, important or in the media because I think people are writing him off. This guy is a bad guy, and he destroys this division. I mean, last year in Minnesota, Minnesota had an absolute miracle to beat uh, Green Bay. So it's just like, I just, when I sit here and think about this game, Rodgers and his, it's, he just has a presence about him in this in this division. I mean, he told Chicago that he owns him, and he really does. They really didn't have a very good argument to say, to, to give back to him. It's the same Minnesota, in my opinion. 
I'm taking Green Bay. It might be a biased take. I'm not bought in on Kirk Cousins. He doesn't win big games. This is a 325 Fox NFC primetime game. He doesn't win big games. He doesn't win primetime games. Look up his primetime record. You know it too. Give me Green Bay. I'll take Green Bay money line. I'll take Green Bay. I'll take Green Bay points too. Green Bay all the way. Blame. Come on. This I mean it's gonna be a barn burner, but Jesus, dude. You all right, you admitted right on that Minnesota is better than you have maybe thought in the preseason, just right off the gate. Um, I'm gonna add to it. I mean, Jordan Hicks. Really good. Um, revenge game, Zadarius Smith. Yeah. That guy's really good. Harrison Phillips. That's a D-line. Mike, Minnesota got a lot better this offseason on defense. They needed to. They had to. Given Zimmer, Canned, O'Connell coming in, you need some guys on the defense that um, may not be able to draw it up scheme-wise with O'Connell. How's O'Connell going to do? I, they're so good. I really like the Rieger addition late just to add to Jefferson, to add to Thielen to add to Dalvin Cook, Minnesota is going to be really tough to stop. I'm not expecting anything of Rieger. Stop it. But you have the best receiver in the NFL. What do you – you know, I, I'm not going to trust the Packers' offense. Right? I know I know, Aaron Rodgers is really good. I also saw him score 10 points and in, in lay an egg in the playoffs if you're talking about primetime games for the last three, four years. Give me Minnesota. Minnesota's going to win this division, and they're going to start oh my God. on Sunday. I feel like I'm out. Are you taking – uh, going to do that too. Are taking you taking – Blaine, are you taking – Money, yeah, money line. line or what? Money line. All right, so you're getting that at plus 102. So just – I mean, that's about even money, you know. So that's – I mean, I like those odds. Um, I'm glad I got to go third here because I wanted to hear everybody's <laughs> – um, opinion. I'm very, I'm very curious to see Minnesota with O'Connell as opposed to Zimmer, just how that offense is going to look. Um, I, I'll make this point. I, I agree that I think Minnesota, like Minnesota has gotten a lot better this off season. I just think we've seen everything that we can from Kirk and I, I, I could be wrong there. Like, like I just said, you need a new coach. You got a new coach, a new approach. Um, I'm just, I need him to be good because I have a two quarterback league that he's my second quarterback, but um, it's kind of like that Missouri show me state thing. I, I just need to see it. Yeah. This is going to be an absolutely raucous crowd. That building in Minnesota is going to be shaking. What an atmosphere that would be uh, to be in that game, uh, be, to be at that stadium. My favorite bet in this game is the over of 47. I think that is way too low of a line. There's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, and this this game could finish up, you know, in the the the, the late 20s, early 30s, like a 31-28 or something like that. Um, having said all of that, um, it, it just falls under my approach of the, you know, the wake-up test. And I'm not going to bet against Aaron Rodgers. And so if I had to lay money on this game – um, I would take uh, Green Bay money line uh, just to win outright. Sorry, Blake. No, you're fine. I I too want to bring up like I really like Minnesota secondary against Rodgers in that receiving core. Like Cameron Bynum, they add Lewis Stein and draft Harrison Smith, one of the best safeties in the league. They have Patrick Peterson. And you're talking about Jordan Hicks and in that front with with Smith, Phillips, and Daniel Hunter. Don't forget about him either uh, on the edge. So. <laughs> Man, I, I I think Minnesota might 
might say hello here we are let's ride <laughs> let's ride for lack of better terms russell ride. Johnny, i'm gonna have- change my bet just i just looked at the odds real quick I, you can get actually more favorable odds at green bay minus one and a half and i think that's enough points so not not money lines my uh minus 122 so I, i'll just take the the better odds there but yeah green yeah one one thing i will say negatively about green bay um uh, i think that they do have actually some pretty decent rookie receivers um who's that is it dobbs uh, dobbs had a pretty good preseason and then also it's, you know what is it johnny it's romeo dobbs yeah Yep. And yeah, he could be somebody too, but yeah, it's, you know, that's a good point Chandler. And who, who, who is he going to throw the ball to? Like who does he have the most confidence in? Because Alan Lazard didn't practice today because he fucked up his ankle somehow. So, I mean, they're, they're going to need him and, you know, uh, notorious week one fantasy stud, Sammy Watkins, maybe, you know, maybe he can do something, but yeah, sorry, Chandler. No, you're fine. Yeah. Still got Cobb for red zone. I mean, God, those guys can, with their eyes closed. Yeah. And uh, if there's one person in this league that can elevate, um, you know, the people around him, it's Aaron Rodgers um, for sure. So we'll skip the Kansas city, Arizona game for the end. Um, We'll move to another really, really intriguing matchup for chiefs kingdom. Las Vegas goes to Los Angeles uh, to take on the chargers in SoFi. two games this week at SoFi. Look at that. Um, but a lot of interesting storylines here for the Chiefs uh, watching this game going on at the same time as our game. Um, what are the what are both teams' pass rushes going to look like? What are both both teams' secondaries going to look like? What are both teams' wide receivers' cores going to look like? What are both teams' quarterbacks going to look like? The list goes on and on. Um, this is a true pick for me because I never know what kind of Chargers team it's going to be. You know that the Raiders are going to be scrappy. They're going to do some dumb shit. Um, they're probably going to get in their way a couple of times, and they're going to be in it till the end, more than likely. And the Chargers are notoriously bad for close game blunders and yeah. miscues. I I kind of tend to lean towards the Raiders. I think that McDan- uh, Josh McDaniels, might have them a little bit more buttoned up, just bringing over kind of more of the Patriots mentality. Um, but I, I'm leaning Raiders here. I'm thinking the Raiders to go on the road and wow. beat the Chargers Week One. Wow, money line you're talking there. No, I'll take Vegas with some points. Okay. Yeah, whatever it is, I want to stay within it, so I can do that. I think the Chargers can win. I don't want to say that. Don't get me wrong. I think the Chargers are going to be really good. Chargers can most certainly win this game. But if it's a close game towards the end, for some reason, I'm leaning Raiders. The Chargers have done nothing to prove me otherwise. And they've gotten two genuinely new players in Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. And I don't know that the dead changes, you know, the, the mentality, the mindset, or the past of the Chargers. Johnny? Um, great points there for me, the, uh, this is such a great game too. And I'm just now realizing after we just talked about the the Packers Vikings that 
I mean, this is why you got to have multiple TVs on NFL <laughs> Sunday. I mean, because yeah. the Chiefs are playing. I mean, I, I need just the Chiefs game, but, you know, I got to have something over in the peripheral vision, and, and it's going to be awesome to have all, all, all these games on, and, and Red Zone's going to be so much fun. I, I can't wait for that. Okay, back to the, the Raiders-Chargers. What a great game. I think that the biggest storyline here for me is that prized free agent acquisition, acquisition J.C. Jackson slated to miss the game. Uh, he's got a bad ankle injury. Uh, they're thinking he's going to be out almost four weeks. Um, uh, so he might, you know, that was a few weeks ago, but he, you know, he might be in line to miss this chiefs game too. And and maybe they would want to keep him, um, you know, ready to go for, for the chiefs as opposed to this game. I don't know. All I know is that he didn't practice today with the ankle injury and that's, that's going to be huge. Um, as far as the Raiders are concerned, you know, th- th- they knocked the chargers out last year by a score of 35 to 32. I mean, that great, last week of the season game and that score makes me just want to take Raiders money line here and I don't want to screw with the points um at all I I just I don't I I would rather go Raiders plus 150 on the money line here I love those odds I think it's going to be a great game I could easily lose that bet because these are two good teams I think both of them will be playoff teams um but the pass the pass rush of Chandler Jones and Max Crosby in, in, in a division with Khalil Mack and Bosa on the same team and, and great pass rushers, to me, Crosby and Jones is the best of the bunch. And, yes, Rashawn Slater is a good left tackle uh, for the Chargers, but the right side of their line is still suspect, in my opinion. And you're going to get some one-on-one matchups, whether they're trading sides with Jones and Crosby or, or Crosby just sticks to that, that right side. But uh, – I mean, what a great game. I'm going to take the Raiders uh, money line here, plus 150. And, you know, if, 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 if that does happen and the Chargers are 0-1 coming into Arrowhead on a short week, that makes me really happy too. Mm. Yeah, there's a chance, like, you know, like you're saying, good point about JC. Like, I would love for him to play and be banked up Thursday. I would love yeah. that. And I really think that's what's going to happen. I, you know, on the flip side, Bosa and Mac for the chargers good lord like this is going to be turn on the tv and watch these guys get after the quarterback because i mean there's weapons everywhere and i I think the biggest thing for me when i was looking at the rosters just looking at this game was i really think i like keenan allen mike williams josh palmer more than i do um the raiders with per se uh obviously your guys in Renfro, your guys in Adams, your guys in, um, excuse me, Darren Waller against the Chargers secondary. I think there's just a mismatch between the Chargers core and, and the Raiders secondary. Raiders secondary just isn't going to be good enough here. Chargers are going to be at home, win the game, set a tone to be one of the best teams in the AFC West. Raiders, I think, might have a little bit of a down year with their tough schedule. Losing this game early is going to be tough for them. Now, mind you, I, I think something we need to talk about, this is going to be a Raiders crowd, even though it's in L.A. I fully believe that it might be a Raiders crowd. What? Oh, okay. yeah, definitely. The Chargers don't have fans, but Chandler, we forgot to – we meant to do this. We forgot to get the Blaine Staley Chargers jersey for Blaine. I mean, I he's was, just he's – he was just texting our group message about how he's too high on the Chargers. Fuck the Chargers. And look at him go. He can't I help himself. I was just about to say, Blaine Staley, listen here. You put first off. You put Hunter Renfro when you started talking about the Raiders' weapons. You put Hunter no Renfro over first. Devontae Adams, obviously. But you you then Lord. moved to Devontae Adams and just called him Adams. Okay, he's the best receiver in the NFL. No, he's not. He's of, not the best receiver. In the NFL, yes, but he, he is. is. 
He's the best team in the NFL. A hundred percent. Guys, I'm trying to do an auction. This whole pod. So I have a little neck here. I've been doing an auction draft this whole time. And my team, like I have great three players. And then my team is just so awful because I've been diving into these lines and I don't care. I don't (laughs) care. But I, you know, Chargers are just the better team. I think they're going to show it. I, I really like the rebound with Staley. I think the Raiders take a step back. I think the Chargers take a step forward this year, and it's going to show here. Chargers three and a half. I think they win by seven plus. And that, that's it. That's it for me. It, I don't think it's going to be nearly as – I think it'll be close, but not as close as you guys are talking. Okay. Let's move to Sunday night football. Last game of the Sunday. Going to be a good one in Big D. Tampa Bay traveling west to go to Dallas. Um, A lot of people down on Dallas recently, and rightfully so. Um, They just don't seem to be doing the right things. Their offensive line is not good anymore. I heard a great point from our guy Nick Wright the other day. This is the first time that Dak Prescott's ever played behind a bad offensive line. He's gone from the absolute best offensive line in football to a really good offensive line to a one of the worst maybe in the league and that's a that's a direct quote from Nick Wright so I'm not plagiarizing I'm giving credit where credit is due sources it's a yeah it's a phenomenal point I mean it's it is very difficult to play behind an offensive line especially that's bad especially when you've been playing behind one that's really good are they going to be able to run the football I kind of forgot about this. Who are their weapons outside of Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb? I mean, Gallup out. I I don't know that I can name another receiver on that team. I really don't. That might be bad of me. Maybe I should be able to do that. But I don't think I can do it. Their number two receiver is Noah Brown. Noah Brown is a number two receiver. I mean, who is that? Uh, They got what's his name from uh, Pittsburgh, who's going to be really good. It was a great offseason addition. He's out for the first eight weeks of the year. Washington, James Washington. James Washington. Like, I was all in on James Washington and, like, boom, explode. Like, you're gone. Their offense sucks. Their offense stinks. I think it's very inept. Um, And I think that their defense isn't that much better. They got rid of Randall Gregory. Um, They have Jalen Smith, who's a good linebacker. Um, they have is uh they have digs in the secondary, but Micah like every, Parsons. Every you know, yeah, Micah Parsons too. Good call, but one guy. It's just one guy, in my opinion. So I look. I see. You know, on the flip side, I see Tampa. I see Tampa going on the road and winning this game. I really do. I mean, I think Tom is just ready to play football. I think he's tired of this off season, off field drama. And for three hours, he's going to go out there and take it out on Dallas, in my opinion. Um, I think Tampa rolls here. I don't know what the line is. I'm thinking Tampa with with the with the points for sure. Yeah, it's, it's two. I know. I'm going to take Tampa too. Oh, fucking hammer that! I yeah, think I, I take him. I think I'm at minus six. Yeah, I really would. yeah. And there's question too. You talk about Dallas, like Tampa's O line, obviously getting banged up a little bit in the offseason. There's nothing you can do about something like that, but. You know, something about me didn't want to be high on Tampa Bay this year coming into the year. Then they get Dallas. I'm like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and pick Tampa. And then as I'm looking forward, I'm like, well, this offensive line is bad. Maybe Brady won't have as good as a year. And then I look at their wide receiving core. Dude, ridiculous. Russell Gage led Atlanta in receiving last year, and it just isn't under the radar. He just so happens to be their number maybe three 
or if Julio Jones is good, maybe they're four. I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, Julio Jones, if he can resurrect himself, gee, money Christmas. Like, that's a phenomenal job to to for, to help Brady to see what's going on. I don't like Lenny Fournette this year, just out of some reason, but Rashad no, White. Oh, don't somewhere. say that. I, I don't, but I, it, it's irrelevant for talking about this game. I just think right. that Tampa Bay's weapons are going to overcome. I don't think Dallas's secondary is as good. And last point I'm going to make, Dallas scored the most touchdowns off turnovers last year in the NFL by like three or four touchdowns off turnovers, like glaringly big gap. That smells recession whenever somebody does that, just you know, kind of winning a few games that you maybe shouldn't. And I think Dallas is going to not look as good this year. Here's a good point before we move um, forward. Let's little little question here. Does Dallas make the playoffs? We, that's why we picked Washington in the first place, wasn't it? That was probably one of our reasons. I, mean, I, I I'm just I'm just souring on Dallas. Um, I, I I'm taking Tampa Bay here, and uh, the the best bet that I think though is this this under. And I know betting under sucks. Like our life's too short. Bet the over, whatever. Like, but the over under is fifty and a half. Like, how is Dallas going to score? Tampa Bay still has got a pretty good defense, and, like, I don't know how Dallas is going to score. I think Zeke's washed. Um, I think CeeDee Lamb's pretty good, but outside of that, they've really got nobody else. I don't think Dalton Schultz is a dynamic tight end by any means. He plays pretty stiff, in my opinion. Um, you know, really what the catalyst for uh, the offense on Dallas is they're going to have to throw the ball to Tony Pollard. Like, they're going to have to throw the yeah. ball to Tony Pollard in a slot. They're going to have to give him the ball on, you know, misdirection or, or just give him the ball straight up out of the backfield because, frankly, he's a better runner straight up than Zeke, too. So, um, yeah, Chris Godwin, I saw today, was a full participant in practice. You love yep. to see that after the off, after the knee surgery last year. Uh, come on. It's Tom Brady. It's Tampa. Like, I'm not thinking too hard about this, and I do love the under. Did, last year, though, I wanted to say this game was awesome. Wasn't yeah. this a Sunday night game last year at week no, one? it was Thursday night because Tampa Thursday was night, Super you're right. There's the opener. Opener, they had yeah. The, they had the ceremony for the game. So the NFL is like, we're scheduling that again. So maybe yeah. it could be that again. I hope it is, but we'll see. I don't know. Okay, let's do the Monday night game really quick. I don't think we need to spend much time on this one. This is a total snooze fest. Even though you kind of do want to see what Denver has to do, it doesn't do anything for me because I think I just am very confident that Denver is going to win this game. I think Seattle is a low-key potential candidate for worst team in the NFL. Um, quarterback situation is a mess. I think Denver wins solidly here. Denver's going to be good. Um, don't really want to think about it. So, Denver for me. Yeah, Denver. I, I, I'm going to watch this because I'm really curious to see what Russell looks like with Cortland and Judy. Revenge and game it, as yeah, well. Revenge game. Uh, Sanford Drew Hawk. I mean, double-sided revenge game. How about that? Yeah, because I'm going to be on the starter. Yeah, yeah, but I just like I, I just like it about it. So it's it'll be fun. I Seattle sucks. Like we're talking Seattle about the worst sucks. team in the league. We suck. And let's we've move. Talk, we've I mean, about... Johnny, go ahead. Johnny, go no. ahead. No, no this, this is go ahead, Chandler. We've just I just we've talked about like I think we've said that they're the worst team in the league about four or five different teams. <laughs> just funny because there are some bad teams out there. Sorry, Johnny, go ahead. No, I mean it's it, it's not much, guys. On paper, now that we've gone through all of this, this is the this is the worst game on the slate. 
It's unfortunate that it's a yeah. Monday. Yes, there's the the Russell factor. Any given night, you know, any team can win. I just don't see it happening. I'll take Denver uh, minus six and a half. And I'm just curious, you know, from a fantasy perspective to see the, the carry split between uh, Javante Williams mm-hmm. and uh, and Melvin Gordon. So we'll just see there. And, and, and what receiver – uh, turns out to be Russell's favorite target if it's Sutton or Judy or somebody else. I just can't believe you have a quarterback battle that Geno Smith wins. You got to be really freaking bad. Yeah, really terrible. <laughs> All right, boys, let's wrap up the show with a phenomenal week one matchup at 325 in the desert. The Kansas City Chiefs head west to take on the Arizona Cardinals in the first week of the NFL season. A um, lot of anticipation, a lot of buzz, a lot of nervousness. Um, I am insanely confident in this team, in this game, and that somehow kind of scares me. Um, if I'm going to be a real football fan, and it, Arizona can win this football game. I think that this offseason we need to – we haven't done a good job of looking in the mirror and something hit me today that said that, you know what, we really need to think about, we can lose this football game. And if we were to lose this football game, the world is going to be coming down on top of us. And there isn't really much we can do about it. We put ourselves in that situation, but that's what happens when you're this great. You know, that's exactly what happens when you're this great. People overreact when it's week one, they do it. We did it all the time with new England. Um, so a loss in my opinion is not the worst thing in the world here. Now, of course I'm picking the chiefs to win. I think the chiefs will win. I think that our offense is better. I think that our quarterback's better. I think that our head coach is way better. I think that our weapons are better given that DeAndre Hawkins is out for six games. JJ Watt didn't practice today with a bummed ankle. Um, I think we can flat out get after this Cardinals defense. Now, I do like their secondary. Buda Baker is still there, I believe. I think he's a phenomenal player. Um, but I think this is a really good opportunity for this offense to line up and get this offensive line going. Yeah. Run the football 20, 25 times. Split it up between four backs. Give five, Give each back five carries. Do whatever it takes to run the ball 20 times. I think we need to go down there and just try to out-physical Arizona. They want to play a finesse game. And when you finesse, finesse, sometimes sometimes you just get out-finessed. You, but you cannot out-physical physicality. You go down there and you smack them in the mouth. Arizona cannot do that. We have the offensive line very more than capable. I love that for my English there. Very more capable of – of just absolutely dominating this offensive or this line of scrimmage. Um, so that's my sense, my two takes on it. Um, I think that the Cardinals are very capable of winning this game, but the Chiefs are just that much better. Um, the Chiefs are just that much better, and it's not really close, in my opinion. Johnny? Um, okay, so lot to unpack there. Um I don't want to get to everything that I have, so I'll just say a few things, and then we'll kick it over to Blaine. We'll just do more exactly of like a, a roundtable. Yeah. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Yeah. We got a lot to say. We got a lot to say. Um, I'll just play off of what Chandler said then. So, Chandler, I actually do not even think – I'm not even thinking about all that stuff like Arizona could win this game, this or that. Like, 
with the way the Chiefs' schedule looks, uh, with the advantages that the Chiefs have at the most pivotal positions, head coach and quarterback, um, and skill position player, frankly, than you know, compared to Arizona. I think if the Chiefs lose this game, it's just a, a horrible omen for the year. And, and actually, I think it would be an abject failure. Um, I know it's on the road. I know it's week one. Uh, Andy Reid is amazing uh, as coach in September. So is Patrick Mahomes. In fact, uh, in week one in his career, Patrick Mahomes is 4-0. and He's thrown for 1,182 yards, which brings him right at about 300 per game. He has 14 total touchdowns. He has zero turnovers, and, he, and the Chiefs average 36 points per game in week one uh, with Patrick Mahomes. Oh. If the Chiefs lose this game, uh, it is an abject failure. I want like that to be known. I do not expect the Chiefs to lose this game. I picked them to win the game. I got the line at four, which I liked, and all the money's on the Chiefs, too, because the line's gone up to six, if not higher, since uh, the last time I checked. 89% of the money according to Caesars, uh, is on the over at 53 and a half. I think that's also correct with the Chiefs' young defense. There's going to be points scored. Um, but before I get to everything else, it's just it's just Patrick Mahomes and it's the Chiefs, and I don't expect them, expect them to lose. Patrick Mahomes has 41 touchdowns and three intercepts, interceptions in his career in the month of September, 41 to three. Go, Blaine. Yeah, I'll just keep going on, like, the statistical run of great stuff about Pat week one. That's I mean, that's awesome. And that makes me very confident. Arizona's spent – I looked this up today. They spent the 28th in the NFL at the cornerback position. Their cornerbacks are skeptical at, you know, at best. They blitzed the third highest of any team in the NFL last year to overcome that, and that's why I think they were so bad late because teams started figuring out that their corners are bad. They blitz a lot to try to overcome it. Boom, boom. And you're, you know, you can, there's not much, much you can do. And what does Patrick Mahomes do against the blitz? Yeah. Phenomenal. Please. 116 passer rating against a blitz with 23 oh. touchdowns and one interception in his career against the blitz. 23 tutties, one INT against bad corners, against a team that blitzes a lot. Gimme, 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 Pat. And these weapons and Travis and a lot of this new – you don't even know what the Chiefs' offense is going to look like, let alone you already know what Arizona's defense is going to look like. We're going to throw it over the yard and score a shit ton of points. Oh, my God, Blaine. That was awesome. Yeah, Blaine, that was Fuck a little yeah. done. Now, let me ask you guys a question. Um, so, I kind of gave what I thought my key to the game was. Blaine, I think you, you're kind of interested, I think, in trying to run the ball a little bit more. I am, yeah. I just really think we'll see what Arizona does defensively. Um, if they are going to blitz a lot or if they aren't, it, you know, it, it'll tell. But at least you're pretty confident in the Chiefs' ability to do both things week one, and, and I feel good about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> somehow Clyde keeps creeping into my head, too. But I'm not going to let it happen tonight. Johnny, <laughs> you, had, you had more that you wanted? Yeah, and I just got to – nice side eye from my wife the computer where i'm at now is right next to my kid's nursery and he's stirring now so i think i woke him up just like screaming there about about the chiefs but uh no i'm i i am so excited to watch nick bolton and willie gay and leo schnall of course in contain when kyler wants to run like that is if kyler runs and and runs the whole game that, like that's the scenario where Kansas City gets in a lot of trouble, right? And I, I just I'm really looking into that, looking at these young corners, 
see what they can do when they get their opportunity. But you know, for the most part, when you go uh, with Sneed, McDuffie, um, Reed, and Thornhill, like those, that's a really good four. It's just when you go deeper than that, I'm trying to trying to see what we can get from from those young guys. I'm, I'm I want to see Karloftis get after. I'm really excited about this defense because, frankly, guys, like I mean, we've seen it from Patrick's whole career. Because of one game, he got Albert Wilson like money that he never dreamed that he would get. It doesn't matter who's out there with Patrick. Justin Watson's out there with Patrick and and makes the roster on a team when he couldn't really get playing time for Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. It's like, I know what I'm getting from the offense. As long as they don't feed it to Clyde too much, this offense is, is going to roll, although they do have to run. So it's just, I mean, I, the Chiefs are – if the Chiefs lose this game, like I'm just going to – you might as well put me in a coffin all of you might as well put me in one too. I want last. We got to think that Arizona started really hot last year too. Uh, don't forget it. Kyler Cliff went nine two to start the year, but national kinda, media has been saying that they're yeah, you know I mean they're a September October team. And the Kyler contract situation has everybody's been attacking him. Come out and throw it across the yard like that. So a little scary against our secondary. I'm I'm not gonna lie. And I was looking at maybe a reason they were bad late and get a little long winded over a lot of these, but the heat map for Kyler Murray was like just hard red on hitches screens and go routes and nothing over the middle, just because, you know, just the way cliff and Kyler go about things is dump outs and make him comfortable. And hopefully Kyler can get some yard. If you can, if those young cornerbacks can be good in press coverage, like Spags likes to do at, you know, at those hitch or at that screen level, I think the Chiefs are going to be really, really good and, and defensively and, and start off strong. I might start a segment here. Chandler's one key to the game moving forward for all Chiefs games. That's actually a really good idea because I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. My key to the Chiefs winning this football game, and this kind of piggybacks off what Johnny was saying about our linebackers containing, our secondary, I don't care how young they are. I don't care who's out there. They have to tackle. Have to. Kyler's going to be out on the perimeter. They're going to get James Conner going on the perimeter. They're going to get their weapons, their receivers on the perimeter. They run screens. They run, you know, all, all sorts of little dink and dunk throws to get the guys that are really fast into space quickly. The secondary has to tackle, and they have got to tackle as soon as they catch the football. Do not let these guys get going. We get going. We win a track meet, but we're winning the track meet by like 0.5. I really do think that if we don't tackle, they, Arizona can put up points on this defense, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm taking the Chiefs. I have full confidence in the Chiefs, but that's a huge, huge point of emphasis in this game. And it's earned itself its way to Chandler's one key of the game. Bingo. Johnny, you have anything else with that? Boys, I, yeah, Mark, well, I, I I want to point – we didn't talk about – Marcus Golden didn't practice with the toe. He's their second-best pass rusher. And J.J. Watt didn't – you lose Chandler Jones. That's a big deal for Pat being healthy back there and being able to do what he wants. Like, I, I don't want that to be overlooked either. Yeah. Totally every player agree. on the Chiefs – every player on the Chiefs was the full participant in practice. You love to see it. Juju's fine. The, the, the concerns we had if – 
you know, hopefully Dunlap and Juju are practicing. Yeah, well, they, they are. Everyone's a full participant. Patrick's going to have a long time to throw. The Chiefs are guys. They're going to put a show on a show. I'm I'm really excited. Come on, yeah. young cornerbacks. Great. I absolutely great love it. Well, that's the slate, everybody. Um, Johnny, do you have a final thought for us tonight? Yeah, I do. And I, I just made it quick because I knew we were going to go through all of those games. You know, I was Perfect. dramatic over the last couple of weeks. But basically, this, the, the final thought, the last point is give yourself a pat on the back, everybody. We made it. We're here. It's going to be a grind. But, like, it's time to dig in. Like, support your team. Buy into the roster. You know, if you're on the Chiefs, it's easy to say this, but, you know, you got to trust the coaching staff and the general manager because, I mean, we don't have any control. So this is all that we have to work with. So just dig in, enjoy it. You know, like I said, 207 days between the Thursday night football first game, um, uh, Bills, Rams, and since the Super Bowl. So 207 days, you made it. Don't take it for granted because you're going to have football and TV for a long time or for, for about every day. But in the grand scheme of things, not for a very long time. So um, let's go, man. By the time people are listening to this, it's game day. Game day. Yep, folks, it's the time of the year where either your week is really happy or really sad, and that's a good time to be back. Um, That is week one of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins, Blaine and Johnny joining us as always. Amazing episode. Can't wait for week two. New episode, though, coming back, was out last year. Blaine joining us for this episode this year. Sunday nights we'll be recording following the Chiefs game. Um, We'll work out our timeline when we want to do that. Probably let the boys debrief after a win or a loss. Important to do on both instances, so we'll talk about that. But Sunday night we'll be recording. We'll have that out for you guys. Thanks for the support. Blaine, Johnny, catch you guys soon. Go Chiefs. Let's go, baby. Go Chiefs.